Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 158th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. And on today's episode, we have a full menu of gaming goodness covering such topics as Pokemon Go, Nintendo Switch Online, The Witcher, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, joining me on this podcasting journey is none other than the sensei of sass herself. You can find her at Miss Ali Hart. Miss Ali Hart, welcome back to the Hungry HQ Satellite Edition. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? How are you? Doing good. The sun is kind of shining this morning. It is a little bit overcast here in the Bris Vegas. Uh, nice, oh. nice weather to stay indoors, cook some popcorn, and watch some trashy television. But uh, we'll see it what does happens. Sound nice. That does sound nice. It's funny hearing that you guys are going through that brisk kind of coldness that snaps in. Although I don't know how much you know your neck of the woods feels a, an actual winter. Not much. Not much. We get we get slightly cooler. <laughs> Summer. <laughs> That's sort of what's happening up <laughs> Slightly here. Slightly cooler summer. Well, we're breaking into uh, summer over here finally, which is nice, except for I kind of thought that maybe my situation would change, but no, I got my stereotypical summer cold. The season starts and get that summer cold. Isn't it a shit that the body works that way? Like, I'm the same, like, leading into winter, I'll get the, the stereotypical pre-winter cold as well when that mm. coolish snap starts to crack in and it just I know what it does to my body but it just does not like it and I'm stuffed up and runny and liquidy and all that gross stuff for a good week week and a half I'm actually generally good when the winter cracks in like my body fights pretty hard when winter starts but then the second that we are yeah, comfortable weather and then it hits summer my body goes Oh, hang on a second. Wait. <laughs> so I, I think it actually might be just because since it's hotter, air conditioner goes colder. And yes, I just yeah. think my sinuses and everything can't handle air conditioning because I'm a fragile human being, apparently. We're all just skin sacks <laughs> at the end of the day. We are all just skin sacks. So how is, uh, how is sort of sunny uh, America going, dare I ask? Are you enjoying yourself over there? Are you having a good old time? I'm having a great old time. It's funny being over here and actually not participating in any of the many conventions that are apparently going on in the States. I can count about four, four events that are currently going on in succession. So I'm not a part of any of them. So not sadly. yet. Maybe next year. Next year. I have to go to Guardian Con. I feel like that's definitely one that I should just, I should just go to the standard. So Heck yeah. next year off to yeah. Florida. For mm. sure. Florida isn't bad. Um, mm. Miami is very hit and miss, but there is certain other pockets of that big state that uh, is very enjoyable. Orlando, Tallahassee and co. So uh, yeah, get amongst it. Get amongst it. Yeah. I hope everyone else is enjoying themselves though. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking stay of safe, in- wear deodorant. Yes. Yeah. And stay <laughs> hydrated. Yeah. And comfy shoes. All those cliches. All those common mm-hmm. sense things, but It's common really sense, common. but we all, yeah. <laughs> We all forget one of them. So. Yeah, we're just dumb. Just dumb skin mm. sacks. So tell me this, Miss Hart. What have you been doing this past week? Tell me, have you been playing anything of note? I know we've watched something similar we'll both talk about. So uh, what have you been yeah. playing? Well, I've been playing uh, a very, very popular platformer um, by the Nintendo brand. That's right. I've been playing uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, um, I've been, because I was sick, uh, my Switch was my best friend. Um, you just lay there under a blanket and it's just, you know, right in your hands and then, you know, you pass out and it just lays on the blanket with you and then you wake up and you start up again. So, um, yeah, Captain Toad's one of the ones that I felt like I would enjoy. Um, there was, There's a few games that are out where it is like, you know, puzzle platformer and manipulating the um, the stage or the space that you have. and. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering why it took me so long to play it because I loved it. It was adorable. Um, it is pretty cute. Like maybe it took you so long because I think it did start on the Wii U, which is obviously that's right. quite, quite the failed horror story after the success <laughs> of the Wii. So maybe that's why I was a bit slow on the uptake because it came out, what, five years ago? Yeah, it, was, it was like quite some time. So I 
don't like yeah you're right so it must have been the platform of choice so now that it was on the switch it's perfect for the switch by the way it runs perfectly on the switch and it just makes sense there um and it is really enjoyable it's such a good uh throwaway game throwaway game always sounds like a bad term but to me it's the most perfect term especially when it comes to games on the switch um especially when it's like one of those things where you've got maybe the downtime of about 20 minutes and you're like i can't start an in-depth game but i want to do something with my time right now. So yeah. I guess you could play a snap game, depending on what you're doing, or you could pick up the Switch and play one of these games. Or so. you could play it while snapping. I you could take think... your Switch into the toilet. Oh, no. No, you don't bring your Switch into the toilet. <laughs> Not yet, but I'm thinking about it right now. I could get Start a lot a of work pole. done in there. Start a poll. Do you yeah. bring your Switch into the bathroom? Because it's like if you take your phone in, what's the difference? You know? Oh, that's a really good point. I'm trying to think if I actually may have played the Switch in the bath, which actually sounds worse. Yeah, oh, but that's comfy, you know, get the candles going, a bit of music, yeah, maybe a glass I, of wine. I think it was that kind of situation too. It was like one of those chill out nights. I'm just like, I'll just play my Switch yeah. in the bath and then get all like wrinkly fingers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> TMI. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker was lots of fun. The character is adorable, music, scenery, graphic, everything like that. I believe they have a demo available, so if you want to try it out on the Switch, um, just look for the demo available on the eStore, I think. So. That's one thing I love what they're doing with the Nintendo sort of shop front there is allowing users to get demos of these games to try them out before committing the the full dollar amount to it. I think it's a good way to, to keep the fan base happy and... and get more interest in games i think because you know people people get hesitant with the cash well i think nintendo of all like right now has to be the platform that has to do that because the nintendo tax is terrible Mm -hmm. they're actually talking about all the games that they have on sale on the nintendo e-store right now and i scrolled through and i was still disappointed with the pricing on some of those games and I know some of them are PC games. I know some of them are mobile phone games. And I know that the prices that they are asking for to have it on the Switch platform is just dramatic. And they should offer demos if you're going to be asking for games at that price. So Yeah. yeah. Nintendo are the eternal barons and, and tyrants of digital video game purchases, that's for sure. Definitely. I got a Definitely. quick question on Toad in general, not just this game, but do you think... Sure. Do you think, like, I know there is conflicting reports out there that the the mushroom base at the top of his head is actually part of his person. Like, mm. But do you think, for for example, if that was a hat and you took it off, what would the top of his head look like? It'd be it'd be circular. He'd be like a like a bald man, wouldn't he? He'd be yeah. like, he'd just be like domed top, like and shiny. I picture him having like a big afro. And it sort of, you pop that off and the hair just sort of goes boom and sort of comes out and replaces where the mushroom is. Yeah, I guess I just assume because he's like based off mushrooms and fungi that he'd just be like a polished top. Yeah, because little Toadette, she's got the sort of the pink plaits. So I'm assuming he's going to have some kind of hair. So I'm thinking a big fro. It must must be, like the mushroom top must be his hair because I'm pretty certain, I can't see the picture of the game right now, but I'm pretty certain he's wearing a helmet. Yeah, he's got the little like the mining light wrapped around the top mm. of the mushroom top on the the game cover art points for none of us saying the term mushroom tip um <laughs> it's a family show uh, it's a family <laughs> since when <laughs> no one told me it's a twisted um, family show <laughs> it's a very twisted family show speaking of twisted i also played cuphead on the switch heck yeah underrated ne- game under uh so can't even actually remember the last time I played this game. It was definitely on PC. Um, and I got frustrated the fuck out of it. Um, I, I gave up. I'm going to admit it. I actually gave up. I got frustrated. So I uh, seeing it on the Switch, I'm like, you know what? It feels like this could be actually better on the Switch, better handled. It was, but I'm still frustrated. Um, the controls, I feel, are much smoother um, on the Switch um, handling wise and you know obviously no detail really gets missed loading times though to me felt longer you're probably right you're probably yeah. right like, i haven't played it on the switch yet but it is a weaker console from a processing power perspective so the the loading and the render probably would take a, a good portion higher than a pc or the xbox 
I just didn't think I've actually encountered that. Like, there's a few games now where I own them exclusively on PC and Switch and haven't really noticed any, you know, dramatic load time differences. But this was, like, the first time, like, loading up just the stage or, like, the next screen and it was just – it really went for quite some time. I was like, this isn't normal, is it? So – that's probably the only downfall. I still suck at the game, everyone, just so you know. I'm still t- absolutely terrible at Cuphead, and I have zero patience, so this game's probably not meant for me. It's tough. It, it is so it's unforgivable, tough. Like, and it hurts. It's a soul-crushing game sometimes uh, with some of, the, some of the near wins where you get the boss because, you know, obviously when you get defeated by the bosses, you can see how far along the progress bar you were to defeating that boss. And when you're like in that final 5 or 10%, it's just a gut punch. It is an extra dagger in the heart when you see that progress p- like chart and you're just like, yeah, you're almost there, but no cigar, sorry. And it's really cool seeing gra- the graphics a little bit up close when you're playing handheld because oh, yeah. I still don't play my Switch in docked mode ever. Yeah, I, I have. <laughs> I do when playing with other people, but outside of that, it's it's usually handheld. Yeah, no, yeah. strictly handheld. Um, and uh, just as a quick throwaway, um, I was playing. Um, oh, what's it called? Is it Scribblenauts? You know the what game where... Oh, uh, yeah. Scribblenauts. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it was on mo- mobile phone. So this is another good throwaway game. Not a snap game because I feel like it's a little bit longer, but well, yeah. Sometimes poos can take a while, so it works. Get works that well. Quote, get that quote written down in your book. Yeah. That'll be in my memoirs. Sometimes yeah. poos take a while. That might be the title of the uh of the memoirs themselves so a book about brendan white that's it that's it uh, what have you been playing um i after the talk of last week from the dream hyping up uh dota underlords and obviously <laughs> oh, anyone that listened to the last episode i downloaded it during recording last week and i've attempted to play two games of it and i still don't understand <laughs> how to play um and the games go for, like for a long time. Like I can understand why his phone battery dies playing this because I've only played it on on the old uh, Pixel Three, and the games go for like forty five minutes plus because you've got to whittle the the life value from a hundred down to zero on on you know seven or eight other people you're battling, and it goes forever. The amount of no rounds thing. you play in this, like it's, you know, 30, 40 plus rounds at a minimum to try and win this game. Um, <laughs> art style looks nice. Uh, as as Dream said, uh, it doesn't cost anything. I like the RNG elements to it. There is some risk reward about how you deploy your, your various heroes or warriors onto the board and where you place them. I can't really talk about the depth of the combat and the strategies yet because I said I've only played two games and I'm still pretty <laughs> damn clueless, but... I can see the potential there once I understand the meta and uh, mm-hmm. understand and and sort of formulate some good strategies to try and get better at this game. But gave it a two gave it two cracks. Played for about an hour and a half. Yeah, all right. I'll give it another go. It didn't cost me any money. Played some more Elder Scrolls Online this past week. Been grinding mm-hmm. the heckers out of that. Uh, got some got some pretty sexy mounts now. I've got a bear mount that I can ride around on, and like a big giant <laughs> wolf that's sort of all decked out in some like light armor. Uh, so my little my little uh, night elf, uh, my little nightblade wood elf, I should say, she is uh, starting to look a bit fly. She's she started out because obviously with MMOs you, you're getting a, a random mishmash of armor and weaponry, so it almost looks mm-hmm. like you just dumpster dove and grab whatever you could find you know got a helmet from some race you've got some Bunch boots from somewhere downs. else so i, I yeah. look like this little this little home brand um wood elf for a while <laughs> but now i've got sort of like a full head to tail um suite of armor so i'm starting to look a bit better starting to work out the rotations for abilities and how to maximize damage and things like that and it's just a good time sink like mmos because you just cruising around this world and, and finding side quests or doing the mainline story, fighting dragons, going fishing, attacking animals, leveling up your proficiencies. There's so much to do. Uh, and, and I've really, really had the bug bite me again with um, Elder Scrolls Online and this new Elsewhere DLC, which, as I said last week, brought in dragons for the first time to the franchise. So I'm all about it really all about it really digging it so i'm hoping you guys pick up a copy on pc soon and start joining the uh the eternal grind with us because it's uh it's a hell of fun 
I am jealous. I am jealous that I was the person that said, oh, I should really get into this. And now I'm just living through listening <laughs> about your adventures adventures, and how wonderful the life you're having now. So um, I guess I should jump on. I yes. guess I should give it a go. Yeah. But I have to buy the whole you don't have pack. to. You could just buy the the baseline game, and and that way you could dip a toe. Because the baseline game, you can get it for under twenty bucks from a lot of places. So that oh. way you could feel it out and and see what your thoughts are. And then if you like it, you can upgrade the that version of the game to get all the other DLC for I think Hopefully forty you don't bucks. Need a disc drive. I don't have a disc. disc no, drive, no, no, no. So. You can buy it directly <laughs> online. Digital download that sucker. And then the other game I wanted to talk about today, but I haven't really touched it at all yet, is uh, mm. Sea of Solitude, which came out a couple of days ago, uh, done by Jome Games and published by uh, EA, uh, mm-hmm. which is a nice uh, adventure video game. It's, it got some initial hype last year at E3, a couple of delays, but really, really nice art style. Uh, you play this this young woman named Kay exploring sort of a submerged abandoned city with massive big sort of creatures in in the sea, but then you actually find out that Kay uh, herself, this this young woman, has got some monstrous qualities, and you're trying to work out why she's gone down that way, and it, and it sort of tackles a lot of those mental health issues, like similar styling to Hellblade, where it is pretty mm-hmm. sort of heavy emotionally and will sort of uh, draw you in to some pretty pretty serious topics and thought processes so yeah. i want to try and finish that this week because i think it's only about a six to eight hour game uh, so mm-hmm. i want to try and finish that this week to talk about it in more detail next week okay i have i have a lot of questions about that game because that was definitely one that captivated me um it looked it, the art style does look great. Um, the only thing that kind of throws me off is there's a lot of elements like they show a lot of parts where you're in a boat above water and there's like a lot of things under the water. Uh-huh. And that's not cool with me. A lot of beasties, <laughs> yeah, a lot of sea beasties under there ready oh. to uh, take you down. So yeah, the, mm. as you said, the the art styling of this game is is really really nice. Uh, it's it's sort of got that sort of indie flair to it but getting mm-hmm. uh, a bit more of a triple a published polish on it through ea so yeah i'm excited to talk about it in more detail next week and answer some of those questions you've got there but maybe awesome. maybe we jump into something we've both watched this past week uh we both yeah. went to the cinemas and checked out spider-man far from home yeah what's your thoughts I thought it was really good. I actually genuinely enjoyed this one. I've seen a lot of people um, put this one on the bottom of the recent Spider-Man movie list. And I, Fuck them guys yeah, and girls. I don't understand why. Actually, I think I did enjoy this one more than two. I think. Um, but... Uh yeah, it was it was a great it was it was fantastic and this is like the first movie in a long time for me personally where the after credit scenes were actually very important to watch like they actually had a lot of substance to hell them, yeah so. they did um, they were huge like we'll we'll avoid spoilers in this discussion oh, as best as we can but yeah those <laughs> those end credit stingers were like jaw drop moments. Uh, and I'm so excited to see where they take this story moving forward as we yeah. move into the next phases of the MCU. Mm-hmm. But I love this movie. Like, I loved the lightheartedness of it. I like the emotional hooks in it, the comedy, the action mm-hmm. set pieces, the casting. Um, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal as uh, Quentin yeah. Beck, Mysterio. I Me really too. liked him in that role. Tom Holland as Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man for me already. Uh, I yeah. love I love him in that role and he, he's just so heartfelt and obviously he's he's a younger dude as opposed to uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire when they were playing Peter Parker as well but he's got this vulnerability to him yeah. which I really yeah. like and you can really get behind. Yeah, he definitely has a very unbelievable like naive innocence about him. Like there's nothing that feels fake like you know sometimes you can feel when an actor's really pushing the like i'm just a vulnerable guy that you know cares about everyone for some reason it just really reeks out of tom holland so um i just also liked how self-aware the movie was um there was like a lot like you said tongue-in-cheek moments um a lot of like little like comments and remarks and there's a lot of cheese factor in it but it's not the cheese factor where you kind of cringe and you're like ah it's like it's it's sweet it's very innocent so um 
Yeah, I was very impressed with um the fact that the movie actually engaged me from start to finish as well. I, like I said, lack of patience. Um, but I found that that movie just kept me on hold like the entire way. Yeah. And all the other little side characters too were just very sweet. Yeah, like um, I really like Zendaya as MJ. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like that they've sort of gone from gone away from that stereotypical, you know, Ugh. ginger red hair, paint by numbers, um, damsel Mary in Jane. Yeah, she's yeah. sort of strong and independent and quirky and stuff like that. But yeah, just right as you said, right from the jump, this movie got you. Like, obviously, they they dealt with the fallout from the the latest Avengers film, sort of addressed that, and then moved on to all right. This is about Spider Man. This is about Peter Parker trying to find mm-hmm. his way. Where does he fit into all this? Here's all the characters that surround him. What mm-hmm. are we going to do? I really liked um, Happy in this, who sort of <laughs> uh, is almost like a pseudo father figure to him in this, where he's a bit of a role model now that um, Iron Man is is not in this film. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was hooked from the jump. Like it had a real 80s vibe to me, this whole movie like a real 80s coming-of-age film. It felt like it could almost be like The Breakfast Club or something like that. Yeah, I guess, you know, they have that trope where, like, and this isn't a spoiler, it's like, you know, a school field trip and, you know, adolescence and, you know, finding love and finding your place in the world and everything like that, you know, in romantic, like, European scenery. Like, yeah, like, actually feel that vibe i didn't notice it but now that you mentioned it i actually do feel that vibe yeah good soundtrack too hell yeah just everything about it was so well done uh, and i can't speak highly enough about finding the time and, and poning up some cash to go check this out in the cinemas it's 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 an impressive impressive movie like it, what did it run in at about two hours i think it probably clocked in just about yeah didn't probably. feel long though it, um, no it did not feel dragged out it didn't feel uh, like you know like any spots where you could have, you know, said, oh, maybe they could have done without that. No, everything, you know, was relevant in its place and did not drag on at yeah. all. Yeah, but so well done. Loved everything about it. Yeah, one one of the films of the year for me. Not really a pleasant surprise because I really liked um, Homecoming and then obviously mm. his insertion into the other MCU movies. But it's it's nice to see Spider-Man continue to evolve on a personal level and, and see where Peter Parker fits into this big bad world. So, um, yeah, bring on more Spider-Man. Do we get to see the Spider-Man Venom crossover in the future? Who knows? That's not mm. spoiling. That's just me spitballing, throwing darts because I'd love to see them try and weave that in there. But I don't know. This is like know. the first time I think I really, really cared about a hero too. Like you just saying that now, I was just like, no, I don't want that. I don't want anyone hurting little Tommy. Yeah. Little Mr. Little Holland. He's such a sweetie. Yeah, he really is. He really is. And um, yeah, that role is his, I think. Like I, I could happily forget the Garfield, um, Maguire, Spider-Man spinoffs and just go, <laughs> no, nah, this is where it all started with, with Tom Holland. Because yeah, I love everything about him in that role. Yeah, give me more of this. I just want to watch Spider-Man movies all the time now. Yeah, me too. I, I've never actually liked Spider-Man. It's definitely been a character that I didn't care about. But um, yeah, first time caring about Spider-Man and wanting more. So mm. yeah, think, it's you know from from recency bias, it's it's Tom Holland Spider-Man and um, Peter B. Parker from Into the Spider-Verse is the other Spider-Man I really love. You know, the slightly out of shape, broken man from <laughs> from the the recent sort of animated Spider-Man film as well. They're my two faves. <laughs> I'm impartial to the uh, noir um, Spider-Man. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. But no, just just go see it. Go see it. I can't wait to see what they do with this next next step in the MCU and see what they do with Spider-Man. As I said, the end, the end credit stingers were just, oh my goodness, what's happening? So mm-hmm. the excitement levels are at an all-time high to see what happens next. Yeah, definitely stay. Yeah, stay twice. I got to say Twice. too, because yeah. um, I nearly walked out for the last one and then I heard heard it sort of cut over in the credits and we ran back in. So yeah, oh. stay. You need to see two. There's two stingers. So yeah. Two minutes in and then eight minutes in? I think I so. Think. Yeah. Keep your butt glued till you see the second one. But uh, yeah, also keep your butt glued to your computer chair while you head over to audiotechnica.com.au and buy the best 
in audio-based equipment, we're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, in-ear headphones, cans. We're talking turntables. We're talking the best in audio equipment by none. Uh, so audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au. And while you're there, head on over to weareatbit.storeenvy.com for the best in video game-related merchandise in the entire universe. We're talking multiverse quality good here. Uh, we've got tees, hats, beanies, pillows, pajama bottoms, swimsuits, you name it. It is all there. Yeah, you said pillows, and then for, for some reason, I guess it's just me, I just automatically thought body pillows, and I was like, I don't remember signing on to that, but anyway. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. The, the second the storefront allows them, uh, they'll be on there too, you know. We've, we've got something. That could be something. a bloody Patreon tier, that can. Yeah, your own custom body pillow. But segueing nicely into Patreon, uh, we are literally $2 away from launching the Comedy Rewind podcast. $2. So anyone listening now, dip into your pockets, even two people, a dollar each will get us there to launch the Comedy Rewind podcast via the Patreon platform. So patreon.com forward slash we're 8-bit, dip in your pockets, throw a little bit of spare change at us each and every month because it will help us create new, exciting, revolutionary content from our various members of the hashtag 8-bit collective, as well as get you access to exclusive perks and uh, benefits you cannot find anywhere else on the interwebs or the multiverse. But yes, patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. But let's get on to some news. This week's news headlines. The first bit of news, short little stinger. Armored Mewtwo is coming to Pokemon Go on July 11th. Mewtwo is coming back to Pokemon Go raids, but will be sporting a new look. This armored version is based on Mewtwo's appearance from the upcoming Pokemon anime film, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, which is a film that just rolls off the tongue. But uh, I know you still dabble in a bit of the Go life. Are you uh, excited? Does this move the pokey needle for you? No, I'm not good with the Pokemon Go raids because no one wants to see a grown adult hanging around a bunch of children around a street corner. <laughs> that is a little bit suspect. Like, you don't have that look about you, but yeah, I, I get don't. what you're saying. But if I say what I, like, I was going to say, which is the most times that I can actually achieve a raid is by sitting in a car park in a car near, yeah. near a bunch of kids. Hey, kids, want to flick some balls? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. Words um, yeah. often heard at Pokemon raids. <laughs> yeah. Hello, fellow children. You want to flick some balls? <laughs> um, I mean, hey, if I get a chance, maybe... Oh, you know what? San Diego Comic Con's coming up soon, and that's an event with a lot of people. So maybe I'll just, you know, head on down to that, and that's usually where masses are gathering and it's not too weird to be people of various ages and all appearances, let's just say. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah, you'll be free of judgment there uh, at SDCC, so that'll be pretty exciting. But I'm sure for the millions of Pokemon Go users out there, this is probably getting the hype levels sort of up to another level. Mewtwo Mm. is obviously one of the strongest Pokemon in the Pokeverse, and uh, now you're going to get an armored version. So, uh, yeah, that's a bit exciting, I assume. Um, That anime film name is terrible. Yeah, it's rough, isn't it? Like, Mm -hmm. why is the evolution there, like... Like, I know there was a Mewtwo Strikes Back movie, but couldn't you just say part two or something? Like, I don't, anyway, I got no skin in this game. So uh, the next bit of news, uh, Nintendo Switch Online now has 10 million subscribers. And that mm-hmm. is up from the 9.8 million reported back in April. So how does this 10 million figure compare to PlayStation Xbox, I hear you asking? Well, as of February 2019, PlayStation Plus had 36.3 million members. And while Microsoft doesn't report how many people subscribe to Xbox Live Gold specifically, but as of April this year, Xbox Live had over 63 million users. But that is across multiple platforms. So factoring in PC and even, say, people may be playing Minecraft online via the Xbox platform. I don't know if it falls under that too. But uh, yeah, 10 million is nothing to frown about. Like... It's a necessary evil if you want to play things like Mario Kart Online and, and Tetris 99 and things like that, but I don't know. Shout out to all those Tetris 99 players like myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got it. I have not used it still to this day. I've got Nintendo Switch Online, but I have not used it, but I'm one of the 10 million, so go me. But what do you reckon? a stupid question. I completely forgot to check in. Do you need Nintendo Switch Online to access the eStore? No. Okay. No. 
I was no. going to say that would have been a bit of a cruel thing to do, but um, no, it just makes sense. Nintendo Switch is a platform that is very highly popular with online gameplay. Whether their servers are great and working, that's another <laughs> another story to uh, you know, talk about. But um, yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's a popular platform, and more and more people I talk to now are like, "That's it, I'm getting a Switch." So. It's going to go up more. Yeah, especially with these these rumors that this next sort of Switch 2.0 is going to be announced any day now uh, with sort of leaked uh, potential prototype photos of this new thing that's going to be sleeker, more powerful, and, and a few other things there. So that's yeah, exciting. Yeah, which is what all, all us uh, Switch holders want to hear about after we've, you know, dropped some money yeah. on the Nintendo Switch. So. How, do, how do you feel like if they did bring out another Switch that had... A, a higher resolution based screen maybe more mm. um you know graphical output so you could get a, a better experience maybe it's a bit smaller maybe it's got functionalities where you can connect a bluetooth headset to it for example instead of having to have the, all those cables to have um you know in-game chat with with sort of party members so w- would you trade yours in to buy a new one or would you just sort of deal with your og I honestly think mine's fine as is. Um, I don't know what kind of change to the current Switch would actually convince me to switching over. Improving, you know, graphic quality doesn't really matter to me because if a game is, you know, I don't know, a particular game, I'll just play it on my PC, you know, if I'm going for, you know, good graphics. But the Bluetooth speaker thing, I don't really care about. Yeah, no, I don't think it'd have to be something really, really great. I don't want it smaller. Smaller to me isn't, take that as you will, but smaller isn't necessarily, you know, good when it comes to the Switch. So I'm happy. like that, millions of young men around the world's hearts were broken. Because... (laughs) Enjoy the size you get at the start, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, be thankful for what you have. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. I Like, if I start playing the Switch more online, maybe some of those things would be more appealing to me. Um, but at the same time, I'm a hypocrite because I like to have things on day one and have all the new and shiny. So who knows? Maybe mm. I'd buy one and have two there for the sake of wasting money and, and saying I have a new Switch. But I don't know. It's uh, it's something we'll probably not have to wait too much longer on to see because no doubt they'll want to start hyping this new Switch release up coming into holiday season because it is goddamn July already. Like what in the mm-hmm. hell is going on here? terrifying absolutely terrifying but you're right um christmas time would be prime time for you know getting one of these released out to the world and get those suckers to either buy again or buy for the first time yeah but um if you're looking to sink your teeth into something in this july while you wait for the new switch uh upcoming gears 5 versus multiplayer tech test open to xbox game pass members and this comes via way of wesley yin pool at eurogamer and the Gears 5 versus multiplayer tech tests, I think they've had the same marketing people that wrote the Mewtwo Strikes Back title as well working on this article. Uh, it is mm. going to be available for Xbox Game Pass members as well as those who have pre-ordered the game, developer The Coalition has announced. The tech test, which was on Xbox One, also requires Xbox Live Gold, will be available to download from 17th of July. Online play will be active from 19th of July until 21st of July with another test planned from 26th through to 29th of July. So, uh, you know, within the next fortnight, you can be playing some Gears 5 with your mates on Xbox Live Gold. The test includes Escalation, which is the new competitive game type, as well as Arcade, a new approachable multiplayer game type, and fan favorite mode, King of the Hill. Also included is the new training mode called Boot Camp, which lets players practice and learn the new mechanics and finally the tech test includes a short tour of duty which is a series of challenges that unlock stuff like skins and banners so that's pretty cool because we are both card carrying members of xbox game pass and we can jump on and play some uh gears 5 within uh less than two weeks time that's crazy and it's cool that they're doing this kind of exclusivity for um pass holders as well like something like tests that's i didn't think about like how how awesome of an offer that could actually be and that something they could actually put on the table so that's pretty cool that's it it gets gets you early access to a triple a AAA title and and maybe they'll have a short q a at the back end or uh get you to fill out some kind of feedback form to to gauge opinions and maybe reshape some of the game coming up to, to up to release so uh mm-hmm. 
yeah, shout out to Xbox and the Coalition for that. But I'm I'm keen. I, I love Gears multiplayer. It's just so crunchy and visceral and just the yeah. combat is heavy and I love it's that. Very chunky. Very chunky. I'm very curious what approachable multiplayer game type is. Yeah. I want to know what that meant. Uh, arcade approachable multiplayer game type. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe I don't know if it'll be class based but maybe the characters you start with might be already fully kitted out because you know how usually you start with a mm. Lancer and a, a shotgun variant or something on your back. Maybe they're going to give you some more more uh, powerful weaponry, uh, whether it be mm-hmm. just everyone gets the same, or maybe it's it's going to be sp- uh, specific classes. I don't know, but we'll mm. see in uh, two weeks' time. Yeah, I like. I was always happy with Gears, um, essentially the horde mode. Like that was always fun, setting up the traps and protecting um, loot. I think it was. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I yeah. loved the strategy to that. Oh yeah, and then the frustrations. <laughs> especially when things start to break down it's like okay we've got you know exit a and exit b covered and and c is pretty good and then something breaches over there and all that strategy and planning just goes out the window and then you and your squad mates just running around going fuck what do we do what do we do exactly i was gonna say and your friendships go out the window too because you're yelling at why is someone shooting at me from behind why aren't you protecting and then they're like yeah it's great it's also fun everyone trust us (laughs) any game where you lose a friendship it's tons of fun (laughs) Yeah, it says a lot about the uh, the prestige and the the oomph of the title when it can sort of get you emotionally invested like that and even uh, emotionally hating. Uh, it, it says something. <laughs> it does. And uh, the second last bit of news we're bringing to the table today, the man behind Daybreak Games, DDoS, sentenced to two years in prison. This comes via way of Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz. The man responsible for a series of DDoS attacks, which is denial of service, against Daybreak Games, which is formerly Sony Online Entertainment, and other gaming companies has been sentenced to 27 months in prison. According to a U.S. Department of Justice press release, 23-year-old Austin Thompson of Utah has entered a plea agreement pleading guilty to a charge of, in quotes, damage to a protected computer, end quotes. Thompson is just one of the members of the hacking, of the hacking group known as Derp Trolling, that attacked multiple gaming companies and games in 2013 and 2014, including Dota 2, League of Legends, and Blizzard's Battle.net. These attacks would be announced via Derp Trolling's Twitter account, which would later post evidence showing the success of the attack. In addition, Thompson is being instructed to pay $95,000 in damages to Daybreak Games. <laughs> yeah, Derp Trolling. That is, that's a head shaker to start with. Like, if, if I'm having a... Elite Hacking Group. That would not be yes. my, my hacking group name. That's for sure. You are actually at the level where you have a hacking group. I know some people think that that's like really dorky and nerdy, but to me that sounds like the coolest fucking thing ever because I'm I'm automatically transporting myself back to that movie Hackers that mm-hmm. happened in what, late 90s, early 2000s? Heck yeah. And so cool. I don't care what any of you say. It's got Angelina Jolie with like an epic haircut and she looks amazing in it and everyone is dressed ridiculously. Um, and Penn, who is a magician, is some for some reason a hacker as well. But it's a great movie. I recommend everyone to watch it. So that's what I imagine. But then making the name Derp Trolling just really denies it of its coolness. Yeah. Yeah, like anything but like that makes no sense to me. Obviously... They were pretty damn successful. They they brought down a few games for some extended periods of time and mm. you know, things like Dota 2 and, and LOL and Battle.net. They're Major. You know, the the big dogs in the space. They are the the elephants uh, as far as big game hunting goes for these uh these hacking groups. So uh Derp Trolling, one of the members, I don't know what's happening with the rest of them. And it's yeah. interesting because there was a plea agreement. So I'm wondering if that also has him potentially selling out some other members of derp trolling uh where he's taken a reduced sentence to give information to uh the u.s department of justice but yeah 95 grand and 27 months in prison two years in prison yeah i wonder if they like round him up with the other hard houses or it's like what are you in for murder what are you in for hacking a gaming uh, site 
I uh, I hacked a gaming network. Yeah, I damaged a protected computer. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it was. Like, <laughs> Quotation marks. Yeah. Damaged to a protected computer. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. And, and obviously, we'll start seeing more of Ooh. this occur over the over the coming years because the more reliance on online and cyber activity, the more yeah. you get uh, groups like Derp Trolling trying to flex <sighs> their e-muscles and take down the big corporate fat cats and whatever else but uh yeah there's there's the first one that i know of is regarding sentencing and 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 damages getting thrown towards hackers i think there is still just a lot of anonymity out there with with these other outlets that are yet to be caught Mm -hmm. but uh yeah very interesting very interesting story unlike a lot of things we talk about on here i thought it was pretty different and yeah well it's it's I think it's because it's when we start to really start seeing, um, you know, like our gaming atmosphere out in the, that sounds horrible, but the real world. Um, so actual like court dates, lawyers, everyone discussing maybe something that's still a little bit foreign to them and how did they handle it? How did they approach it? Like, you know, I think like the more, like you said, the more, you know, the more it builds up, the more likely that, you know, they'll have to start focusing on how what damages are what's a what's a you know what's a strong charge what's a light charge how much should this person serve like yeah it's just gonna get bigger and bigger and more i shouldn't say in the real world that really sounds like i'm in my head maybe it's like it becomes more mainstream like Mm, um mainstream (laughs) that's probably the other way you could look at it like things like swatting and and what have you Mm. certainly bring a lot of attention and notoriety to video gaming and streaming and everything else in between but you see these constant ddos attacks happening more and more frequently where you can see sony online services being shut down for a while or xbox xbox live and so on and so forth and it's it's becoming more of a regular thing Uh, i it's almost every few months i think there's services encountering major issues where they've had a ddos based attack so yeah let's let's see yeah. what happens it's it's certainly not skynet levels yet to be worried about but uh we're getting there we're getting there we need to get sarah connor ripe and ready i'll take that spot damn straight she's getting a bit old these days so so you'll be a bit yeah, more nimble the trailer? yeah i don't know how i feel about it like i'm a terminator tragic um yeah i don't know you are actually aren't you yeah terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time um oh, best soundtrack oh yeah like i watched that like way back when i think we probably shared this story before but going to video 2000 on the friday nights you know you do movies and uh takeout night and i'd pretty much just hire terminator 2 every week and it got to the point where my mum would just yell at me and get angry because she's wasting money with terminator 2 for me every week but you know lo and behold mama loves she'd grit and bear it and and get that every week as well and um yeah love you mum and terminator 2 it's it's something special one of the best sci-fi action movies of all time so um yeah one of the one of the best movies that the sequel is better than the original i'd agree with that yeah same as like aliens like alien one is great but i think aliens the more actiony james cameron helmed film with the space marines uh better than number one from a total perspective for me as well but anyway i digress (laughs) let's digress back to uh netflix cast of the witcher first look photos of Geralt of rivia siri and yennefer Uh, so netflix has unveiled new photos of the cast including those aforementioned characters in full costume the announcement also includes a poster and the first look at the series logo and then on the back of that the witcher will be at san diego comic-con 2019 uh, on July 19th at 2.15 p.m. in Hall H. And they're going to be moderating a full panel with accomplished actress and host and beloved sci-fi fan Yvette Nicole Brown from Community, uh, Community helming that. Yeah. I love her. Uh, the panel will include <laughs> cast members Cavill, Shalatora, and Alan alongside showrunner Lauren Schmidt-Hishrish. So uh, that's cool if you want to... I don't know if I butchered her surname <laughs> there, but I'm letting it slide. There's a lot of interesting names that get attached to this uh, Witcher series. <laughs> Hisrich. Or Hisrich. I don't know. I still can't get over Yennefer. That's probably a very valid name, but Yennefer. Yeah, Yennefer of Venneberg. Like, oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm excited. Like, these photos that leaked this past week, I like what they're doing with it. I like, um, you know, Geralt's armor or just general costume that he's wearing. It looks very much in line with... The, the, with the video games and and what's sort of conveyed in the stories 
Henry Cavill looks pretty damn good as as Geralt. Um, he's not as gritty as you see in the later Witcher games or um, you know throughout the books, but he certainly fits the mold. Um, Siri and Yennefer look really good. Like they've stepped away from from the Caucasian based Yennefer that was realized in the video games, and um, yeah, gone with a different interpretation there. But I think she looks really great uh, in that role, and the the costume is familiar for fans of the franchise but where, where do you stand with all this stuff um because i know you haven't dove too heavily in in the witcher world so so what do you think about any of this does it does it intrigue you give me give me your hot takes i am a witcher noob i've never played it never touched it if you asked me which name was for which character i probably would get it incredibly wrong in regards to this series i have no interest in it Looking through the photos, yeah, I had no interest. And then looking through the photos, this looks like some, maybe some kind of like BBC series, maybe something a bit lower than that. Like BBC makes fantastic television, so you behave yourself with that kind of statement. Well, then I don't know what uh, <laughs> what I'm thinking of, but like it's, I don't know, like this one picture that they've released where he's just like standing there, you know, like, you know, one knee up and he's holding his sword and he's just looking out into the distance. Eh, it's all right, but I don't know. Like, I know what the main character's meant to look like and seeing he looks like, um, oh God, I'm not a Lord of the Rings You're fan You're going to say either, Legolas? So lose yeah. Yeah, he does look like Legolas. A little bit. Like, he's a, he's a lot more staunch than, uh, than little Orlando Bloom in that role, but I get what you're saying, but I don't know. And this- I'm, I'm Chick king. with the purple eyes. She looks like Lulu from Final Fantasy X. Yeah, so that's that's Yennefer, uh, who was oh, okay. one of the the constant. <laughs> she's Yennefer. Yeah, so that's one of the <laughs> the love interests and one of the main characters from the the Witcher universe. Siri is sort of Geralt's pseudo adopted daughter in the later pieces of the video games, and she's a key key cog in the books themselves as well. <clears throat> so so they're both true to the source material but yeah yennefer is certainly a step away from the video games where oh is she yeah but i'm i'm keen i'm i'm excited like i'm a i'm a witcher fanboy through and through i've i've read i haven't read the entire book series yet but i've read four of the books four of the books so i know what they're hopefully going to try and do because the games are set after the books themselves which is which is a nice follow-on so you aren't really rehashing new material but i think what they're trying to do is interpret the book source material first and foremost so let's see let's see what happens when this releases later this year yeah look hopefully when san diego um, comic-con rolls around you will obviously get a lot more detail you'll probably get a trailer um san diego comic-con is usually a time where those get released Hopefully you guys get more more detail. Maybe I don't know. Maybe something a bit better than these pictures that look really highly uh, come on touched now. up. <laughs> they, I, oh, like I don't know. I don't know how I would feel if I was actually really into this series because there's just something a bit off about all these pictures to me. Um, like I get what you're saying. Like it's it's hard to maintain nice excitement over a couple of still images. Like the trailer is going to mm. be the real telling tale of what they're doing yeah. here and trying to shape. Uh, but they need they need to go with a higher classification it can't be like an m-rated tv show it needs to be you know ma or r rating it needs to be gory uh you know not hold back because it is like a lot of the themes in the books and the games it's very adult oriented so it's gore horror elements action sex so all that kind of stuff needs to be in there and, and captured the right way like it needs to be in the same vein as game of thrones I was going to ask if it was going to be like a bit of the Game of Thrones action. Okay, you know what? If they go down that kind of route, maybe I will be interested. Yeah, um, I'm familiar with that picture of him in the bath. Yeah, so. so so picture Game of Thrones with more monsters and creatures in it, and that's mm-hmm. sort of a good way to describe what The Witcher could potentially be if it's done the right way. Okay, well, I'll still keep an open mind. I'll I'll wait for a trailer and see how we go. Yeah, so so let's see what happens at Comic Con in a few weeks' time, where they've got a couple of actors and actresses coming along to do a bit of a panel. Yeah, as you said, we'll probably get the debut trailer there, and uh, yeah, Yvette Nicole Brown dropping some zingers as she uh, chairs this panel. So maybe you can you should get along to it. Let's get your, get your pass <laughs> and you can go check it out and be be 
boots on the ground for uh, the launch of the trailer. Absolutely lost in the mass of humans <laughs> and body sweat and smell and all that other fun stuff that comes with conventions. All those fantastic musks. I'd love to hear everyone's like list, every everyone's convention list that they have to tick off because uh, some people have really weird quirks and I know mine's just like deodorant and comfy shoes. And I always fail that comfy shoes because mm. I always have a nice pair of boots that I always want to wear. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm with you too. But um, yeah, this has been uh, <laughs> this has been episode 158 of the Hungry Games podcast. We are done with the news. Is there anything you all wanted to bring to the table before we start closing this sucker up for another week? I just want to see you in boots now. <laughs> hey, I like Timberlands. Is that I can class them as boots, right? I guess. I got I, some that's Timmy Tims. Boots that I was thinking of. So oh, maybe some nice head that. stompers. Yeah, probably. What do they call them? Is it fuck me boots? That's a thing, Oh, right? that's what they... That's, yeah. Coming back from my past in the metal scene, that's what everyone loved to call them. So I used to call them like my ass-kicking boots ass because you really boots. wouldn't want one of them in your ass. Yeah, so that's true. probably go. Yeah. Um, curious if anyone's playing Minecraft. I also want to throw that into the universe on Switch. I would love to hear people's opinions if they um if they have or if they you know gone down that way if they want to discuss it come into our Discord that's where we do a lot of back and forth talking about what we're playing or maybe you know bouncing off each other on you know whether something's worth a buy so um yeah head over to our Discord the we are a bit Discord hell yeah yeah so one thing that I wanted to say and I didn't really think this through until about twelve seconds or so ago now. But we're going to do a live giveaway spin the wheel that I've got set up. And Ali can confirm that is, in fact, a spin wheel with prizes on there for those there is. not it's watching on this too. recording. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to hit spin the wheel on here to generate a random giveaway. But the way to win this is you need to email us in at hello at 8bit.net and tell us what you're feeling about The Witcher. Give us a couple of hit points, pros and or cons. Tell us what you're feeling as far as this Witcher Netflix-based TV series and uh, you'll win yourself. I'm spinning it right now. It is spinning, it is spinning, it is spinning. You will win yourself an 8-bit print. So we're talking uh, one of our uh, merchandise designs uh, printed onto an A4 or an A3-based uh, style and we will get one of those printed and mailed out to you to be able to frame Ooh. in your bedroom, your bathroom, your office, wherever you want. So hello at 8bit.net. Uh, tell us what you're thinking about The Witcher on Netflix. Maybe The Witcher in general. What do you, What's your stance on it? Is it one of the best RPGs of all time? We know it is, but what do you think about it? So hello at 8bit.net. And while you're there, head on over to youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit and show some love to the constant smattering of video content that is dropping up there at the moment from various members of the collective. Be sure to follow us all as a collective on the socials at we are 8-bit. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe all the podcasts in the hashtag 8-bit collective on your podcast platform of choice because it helps keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. Follow Miss Ali Hart at Miss Ali Hart. Follow me at Brendan 8-Bit and follow The Dream at Salim TD. But until next week, 8-Bit Nation, it's been a pleasure. Much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.